Today on the Kingdom Move podcast, we bring you a series of messages entitled The Bar at Your Word. Through these messages, you get to share in on the true value of the Word of God upon your life. You will also get to learn many insightful things about the Word and the significance that it carries. Now take time to be enlightened by the series of messages titled The Bar. Listen. You feel us up So we can overflow with peppers in mind You say to us, oh Lord, we pray we want to see you more tonight. We want to hear you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Take your seats wherever you are. Hallelujah. And you want to welcome your neighbor. Just welcome the next person. Just tell the person you are welcome. You are welcome to God's presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? Yeah, God bless you for coming. It's, It's a joy to have all of you here with us. Amen. Now, I want us to understand that every time we go into God's presence, we should, we should always know why we are in His presence. Hallelujah. It's easy to be guarded like this and miss out on all what God is doing. Amen. Yeah. So anytime you come to God's presence, you always have to have an expectation. You always have to be trusting God to do something in your life. Because one thing about God is that anytime God shows up, He has a reason for showing up. And He's always doing something new. Hallelujah. Are you in this place? I sure you are here. Yes, so you need to always have an expectation in the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, this is a month of the Word of God. And last week we started on a good note, right? Last week we looked at the importance of God's Word. Now, and um, one of the things we said was from Second Timothy 3 verse 15. Paul was talking to Timothy and he said, that, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which is able to make you wise unto salvation. And we established here last week that the holy scriptures, the word of God makes us wise. Are you in the house? If you want to be wise in this life, rely on the scriptures. That's the only way that you can be wise according to God's standard. You know, people feel they are wise based on where they are coming from, based on who they think they are in society. And many people, if you ask somebody, are you a wise person? The person will tell you, yes, I'm a wise person because of this reason and that reason. But one way to be wise, God's kind of way, is by the word of God. Hallelujah. You cannot be wise any other way but by relying on God's word. He said that from a child, thou hast known. It's in knowing the scriptures that are built to make that. That's when you you, you are able to become wise. Hallelujah. Knowing the scriptures. If you have a Bible in your house and you don't open the Bible to read, you don't read the word of God, it doesn't make you wise. But in knowing the word of God, you become a wise person. Hallelujah. Yeah. You become a wise person by knowing God's word. By knowing God's word. By knowing God's word. Look, I want to be a wise person in this life. Yeah. I want to be a wise person according to God's standard. Not according to man's standard. So the way to do this is by relying on God's word. Oh, are you with me? Yeah. That's one importance of God's word. Hallelujah. So, and I told you last week that our attitude towards God's word is actually our attitude towards God himself. The way you treat the word of God and his scriptures is the same way 
you treat God. Because God's word is himself. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. God is his word. So the way you treat his word is the way you are treating God himself. We have to become a generation that cherishes and values the word of God. We, let, me, let me show you something. You see, God's word is what he's telling us. If you want to know what God is telling you, check his word. It's not another man won't tell you what God is telling you. God's word will tell you what he himself wants to tell you. Hallelujah. So the scriptures make us wise. Let's value the scriptures. Let's hold on to God's word. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, so today I'm continuing on with the importance of God's word. And, and I talk about the importance of God's word. I also talk about how to value God's word. And I'll end with how to meditate on God's word. Are you with me? Yeah. So, the importance of God's word. You know, in John 10 verse 10, Jesus said, The thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you have life, and you have it more abundantly. The, the, Satan's goal, Satan has just three things he's doing. Today, Satan has been working for morning. We did just these three things. This was his ad- agenda, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you have life, and you have it more abundantly. So, we find life in God. True life can be found only in God. Hallelujah. So, Jesus' goal says that I have come that you have life and you have it more abundantly. That's Jesus' goal. That's his goal for your life. That you have life and you have it more abundantly. Oh, are you with me? Yeah, that's God's goal for you. That you have life. You have the good kind of life. The right kind of life. And you have it abundantly. And how do we get access to this life? Let's read Proverbs 4. Verse 20 to 22. This. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And health to all their flesh. Hallelujah. This is that for they are life unto those that find them. And health to all their flesh. Life is found in God's word. He says that when you keep my words, when you incline to my words, when you cherish my words, when you take my words, you have life. It's that they are life to those who find them. Are you with me? Life cannot be found in any person or anybody. Life cannot be found in a woman. Life cannot be found in a boy. Cannot be found in money. In fact, Jesus puts it this way. He says, a man's life doesn't consist in the abundance of the things he has. So life cannot be found in anything in this world. Life cannot be found in, 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 a, in a boy or a girl or, I don't know, or in a phone or, in, or in, in a car or in a house. And these are the things we are chasing for. And Jesus is saying, you won't find life in any of these things. Life can only be found in Jesus. It can only be found in God. Listen, you, this is we've been sharing with you. You go throughout life and you come and agree with us one day. If you don't agree now. Life can only be found in His Word. You can keep chasing, keep looking for, but you never find true life. True life can only be found in Jesus. Jesus said, I, Jesus, am the way, the truth, and the life. Life can only be found in the Lord. Hallelujah. That's how come we should value his word. Because we find life in his word. The way we access his, his life is through his word. So are you looking for true life? Are you finding true life? If you are not, that means you are not considering his word. It means you are not looking in his word. Hallelujah. 
Life speaks about something which is reviving. Life also speaks about something which sustains. Life speaks about something which maintains. If you want something to sustain you in this life, if you want something to maintain you in this life, it's the word of God. Hallelujah. It's the what? It's the word of God. No other shortcut. The word of God. It's not amazing that in our generation we look for life in other places and in other things. We keep seeking, we keep looking for money, thinking that in finding money we'll find a certain level of life or a certain level of joy. But realize that the more we find, the more empty we become. The more we find, the more we find the, the, the temporal things in this life, the more we become empty. And the more it looks like our lives become useless. Most of us are sitting here this whole day, you've been chasing for life in the wrong places. For morning, for, some of us are here as a matter of fact, this whole year you've been chasing for life in the wrong places. You've been looking for life in a boy. You've been looking for life in money. You've been looking for life in your job, but you're not finding. You've been chasing for life in the wrong places. But it says that in my word, you find life. Yeah. He said, those who find my word, they find life. And they find health for their lives. Uh, are you in the house? Yeah. It's not going to a hotel that will make you happy. That's not life. I see people when they go to a hotel, then uh, they are happy. They've also gone to this hotel. It's on their status. Look, that's not life. Life is found in the word of God. Going to Dubai is not life. Going to America is not life. Some of you want to just travel and you, you think that you have life. Some of you think that when you have a certain boy, you have life. But life is found in his word. His word. He said, my son, pay attention to my word. Because in my word, you find life. You find what true life is. Ask your neighbor, what have you been searching for? Uh, are, you in the, are you in the house? <clears throat> yeah. Life is not found in the football team. Are you now? So if you have been chasing you are, you are, all your life is a team. You are living for a team and you are still empty. You are living for a team and your life is still the same. Yeah. So if you have supported teams for 10 years, you've invested in teams for 10 years, you are still here with us. Are you in the house? Yeah. So life is found only in his word. You can keep searching, you can keep looking for, but you never find. Bible actually calls it the chasing after the wind. That's vanity. Yeah. It's just like wind has passed in front of your house and say, I'm going to catch that wind. You never find it. You come back home. You just be tired. Yeah. I want to encourage you. Maybe you're looking for life in wrong places. You're looking for life in my bed. You never find it. You never find it. You think it's in that that you find joy. Yeah. And the enemy is so smart. He has given us what looks like life, but it's not life. In our generation, we see many things that look like life. We see many things that look like joy, but it's not joy. That's how come you be longing to get a car, you get to realize you are still not happy. Yeah. You be chasing a woman, you get a woman, you realize you are still empty. In fact, the things you think are life in this world, when you get them, realize that your life has been destroyed some more. Hmm. Amen. How does this life benefit us? The life that Jesus gives us, John 8.32. Jesus said, this is what Jesus said in John 8.32. Jesus said, if the Son therefore shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. The only person who can set you free is Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. It's John 8.36 that says that if the son therefore... He says that John 8.32, let me start from John 8.32. He says that if the son, if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. Listen, Jesus said in John 14.6, I am the way, the truth and the life. Truth is a person and truth is Jesus. Until we find Jesus who is the truth, we'll be looking out for lies. We'll be holding on to what is not truth. Oh, are you in the house? Yeah. Until we find what the truth is, we'll, we'll keep looking. We'll keep searching. Jesus is truth. And until we find him, my people, you keep looking. You keep searching. 
So you know the truth. And the truth is what will make you free. What makes people free is the truth. People are actually looking for truth, uh, looking for freedom in the wrong places. Yeah. That's why I think that the, the solution to stress is to drink. It's the truth that will make you free. The, the solution to stress is not smoking. You smoke, you realize that you are even more empty. Stress is not handled by anything except the truth of God's word. You feel you are not loved in this way. I think that if you get a woman and you are sleeping with a woman, you are not married. You think that's where you find it's not true. You realize that you are even more empty. It's the truth that'll make you free. People, it's the truth that'll make you free. Watch TV, you realize that there are a lot of things which are lies. Yeah. They tell you many things you can get, and when you get, you'll be fine, which is not true. Yeah. As you get those things and realize you are even more empty. Life, the world keeps promising you things which are not true and things which are not real. Look on TV, realize they'll tell you a lot of if you have this, you have this, you have this, then you'll be fine. It's not true. Most of the time you have them and you realize that you are still empty. Realize that your life is still not going anywhere. Nothing sets people free than the truth of God's way. Nothing sets people free than the truth of God's way. Please stop looking for freedom in different places. Money won't give you freedom. Oh. Money will never give you freedom. A girl will never give you freedom. Are you in the house? Yeah. Jesus said, if the son therefore shall set you free, that's when you'll be free indeed. John 8, 36, if the son therefore shall set you, that's when you'll be free. Yeah, that's when you'll be free. That's when you'll be free. Nothing can set you free. Some of you think the solution to your problem is to get money. Money will never make you free. If, look, as money if you don't take care can even keep you in bondage. Yeah, money if you don't take care. The love for money if you don't take care will keep you in bondage. Yeah. Or to keep you rather tied up in this life. Or to keep you right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So true freedom is found only in a person. Listen, if you understand this, then this month we've achieved our, our goal for the, with the theme. That truth is a person. And truth can only be truth can only be found in one person, and he's Jesus. Yeah. Truth. Truth. Not any other way. Not in your old students' association. Not any other way. Not any other way. Not any other way. <laughs> Are you with me? Not by being in a particular group with a. a so if you think somebody, be, if a particular person becomes your friend, you'll be free. Amen. Amen. truth doesn't only set you free the truth keeps you free yeah the truth is what to keep you free you see the enemy doesn't give up when you become born again he'll keep attacking you he'll keep coming back the enemy is one person who doesn't give up in this life he's always every time let me show you something usually when you become born again that's when you, you realize that you even see more attacks of the enemy than before you became born again some of our greatest temptations come to us after we are born again that's like when you are fasting that's when it looks like you are weakest 
Because the enemy comes. Bible says that after Jesus, he was led into the wilderness and he was tempted by the enemy. Can you imagine the man who is fasting on a fast? Are you in the house? Yeah. So the truth keeps us free. Bible says Psalm 119 verse 105. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So as your, 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 your feet are being guided. Another thing that happens is that anytime God's word comes into your life, Bible says the entrance of God's word, it brings light. That's how when you come for fellowship meetings like this, it's such a blessing. Because what is happening, you might not know what is happening to you, but light is coming into your life. When you are hearing God's word, darkness is living. We cannot explain to you. I can't tell you how it happens in your life, but it is really happening. You might think you are just sitting here and you are listening to God's word. You might just think that, oh, you are just there and you are preaching the word of God. No, it's not just that. A certain level of darkness is actually living your life. The enemy is going back further when you are hearing God's word because it's the entrance of his word brings light. Bible says, Jesus, Bible says in John 1 that the light shines and the darkness is not able to stand the light. The solution to many of us, the addictions you are struggling and the, the things you are going through, the solution is introducing the light of God's word into your life. The solution to temptation is the light of God's word. Oh, are you in the house? Bible says, let me show you. If the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. But Jesus also said, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. So it's not just being set free, it's also continuing in God's word. That is how can we maintain victory over the enemy. Are you with me? Let me show you something. What you hear today is profoundly linked to your victory tomorrow. What you hear today, as I'm preaching to you today, you might think that it's not, there's nothing happening. But this word will, will bring you victory tomorrow. It will bring you victory in the next 10 years. So those of us who are struggling today, who are being defeated by the enemy, it's as a result of the things we heard yesterday. So what you are hearing has an effect on you to make you victorious over the enemy. Are you in the house? Yeah. So there's a life to live after you have been, you've been set free. The way to maintain your freedom is the word of God. Yeah. It's the word of God. The word of God has to abide in you. Say my word abide. If you abide in my words, abide in you. The word of God must stay in you. You must also stay in God's word. That's the solution. Look, if you look around, the darkness around us is, this is the solution. It's the light of God's word. Yeah, the light of God's word. So those of us who don't have time for the word, you are just telling us that you don't have time for victory. If you don't have time for God, you don't have time for victory over the enemy. You see, Jesus has done it for us. He has won the victory over the enemy. But you and I must walk in that victory. And the way to walk in permanent victory is by the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me show you. You and I, let me, let me show you something. I learned something recently. I realized something. You see, it's not the anointing that the enemy is afraid of. Some of you think, well, because I'm anointed, you overcome the enemy. Do you know when Jesus was, te- was tempted? Do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that the enemy left him for a few days. So he, he, he made up for a period of time. <laughs> Are you with me? So the enemy is not afraid of anointing. Our ability to overcome the enemy is dependent on who we are, your inner man, your spirit man, who you've become. Are you, that's why Paul was praying for the church and said that, that you'll be strengthened in your inner man. You'll be strengthened by who you are. Who you are, you are really a spirit that has a soul that lives in the body. You are not just Akosia sitting here. You are not just Lorinda sitting here. You are a spirit. 
And that's the part of the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. It's that part of you that became a new creation. Uh, are you with me? Yeah, and that's who you are. And the way to overcome the enemy is to build that man up. To build the inner man. Think about Solomon. And think about people like Samson. Just look at their lives. And think about somebody like Joseph. <laughs> are you with me? Joseph was tempted by a woman. Many times, say, come to bed with me. The guy said no. He said no. He said no. He said no, I won't. And guess what? Samson. Is it something who was also tempted? Yeah. Let me tell you about something. Some people are looking for something to destroy him. And within the city, they were looking for, they were looking for him in a particular city. That's why they, they made a setup to, to destroy him. And as they were planning, all they realized was that something came to carry the gate of their city. The guy carried the gate. The gate of a city speaks of the defense of a city. So that's how anointed something was. So they were just there. They thought that they were planning against this man. The man they were planning to go and attack has now come to attack them. He had carried the gate on his shoulder. This was an anointed man. But guess what? He was on the laps of a woman. You see, he was able to carry the gate. He was able to carry the gate. So when he was on the lap of a woman hearing, watch, watch. In Judges, Bible actually says that this, it, it virtually looks like the, the same phrase. That as the woman kept speaking, kept speaking, the same way Joseph also, they spoke to him. The two men were anointed. What was the difference? The difference was that one man was stronger within. The inner man was able to say no. And the way to become strong within you is by the word of God. No other shortcut. The way to overcome evil permanently is by the word of God. The reason why you are still struggling, the enemy can easily attack you today. You are depressed. Today you are this. You are down. You are, is the, the solution is to be strong within the inner man. And the way is by the word of God. That's how you become strong. No shortcuts. No shortcuts. No shortcuts. You can't win the victory over the enemy by using vim or bold face. When Jesus was tempted in Matthew 4, do you know what Jesus did? When they tempted him, he said that it is written. He overcame him by the word of God. Are you with me? Say it is written. It, you continue to fall because you don't know what is written. The enemy is able to overtake you because you don't know what is written about you. Are you in the house? Yeah. The word. The word. So we must build ourselves up. We must build ourselves up. We must build ourselves up. Hallelujah. Now, how? how? How are we going to do this? First, we must realize that we must give the word the highest priority in our lives. The word. You see, God's word. And who God is and what God says must be the most important thing in your life. Highest priority. Highest priority. Don't let what your friends say be the highest priority in your life. The highest priority in your life should be what God is saying. Should be what his word is saying. Not what people are saying. Not what somebody even thinks. Not not popular opinion. Not what is on Facebook. Not, Not what is on social. But what God is saying. We must cherish it. We must value it. It must become the most important thing in our lives. I in the house. Listen to what Job says in Job 23, 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Hey! He said, I have esteemed. I value your word more than the food I eat. Yeah. More than the food I eat. Job says, if I, if I'm, if, 
if the Lord speaks to me, it's enough. I don't have to eat. Uh, are you in the house? Yeah. Amen. Let me show you. How would you know whether, how would you know whether the, you, you are valuing the word? Or how can you practically value the word? Your time will show. Your time. What do you use your time for? Our generation is the busiest generation. But generation looks like the generation which is going nowhere. We are always busy, always about doing something. I meet many young people who are always busy. They are always busy. Every time, busy. Busy. They are always on their phone chatting with somebody from Dubai, America. Every time, busy. Busy. We are always busy. (laughs) Meanwhile, we are here. Are you with me? Yeah, busy. You want a young person to come and, and pray on the park? Busy. Come for a fellowship meeting? Busy. Yeah. <laughs> we are busy. But it seems we are not going anywhere. <laughs> no time to read our Bibles. No time to listen to sermons. So busy. When the word of when you are too busy to read the word of God, then please you become too busy. Yeah. You become too, if you don't have time for the word of God, what you are, what you are doing is that you're actually having time for what the devil is doing. Let me tell you anytime you realize that you are not having time reading the Bible. Listen, it means that you are hearing something which will destroy you. Every time you are not hearing the word of God, then you are, you are actually hearing something. Because by all means, you hear something. This is the truth. The world is always speaking. The world is always saying something. The world always has an idea. The, the world always has a certain opinion or a certain philosophy. The world always thinks life should be in a particular way. So if you are not hearing God's word to tell you what life is supposed to be, then it means you are continually hearing what the world is telling you. Then you become what the world is telling you. Are you in the house? Yeah. So if you don't have time, you can never assess what God is doing for you. If you say you value God's word, if you say God's word is priority in your life, your time will show. Today, have you spent time reading 10, just out of your 24 hours, 10 minutes of your time, have you read your Bible? 15 minutes of your time, have you read your Bible? Meanwhile, this is life. This is what will sustain us. This is what will maintain us. Can you imagine? It says that this is what will give us life and health for us. But we don't have time for what is health. We read other things except the Bible. We have time for many other things except the Bible. Some of you have have spent time today with unnecessary conversations. Not the Bible. Not the Bible. Not the Bible. Meanwhile, I said I'm a follower of Jesus. Meanwhile, I said I want to know the Lord. How can you know God outside his word? You can't know God outside his word. You're not making time to read his word so you can't know him. Many people in our generation, we don't have, you know, we can't even explain our faith. Paul said you should be ready to give an answer for your faith every time. Is it Paul Peter? We should be ready to give an answer to defend our faith. If you are supposed to defend your faith, will you be able to defend your faith? If you are supposed to give a reason for why you believe. Why Jesus? Why have you chosen to follow Jesus? Is it because one day you felt bad after somebody preached to you? Or you really know and you can explain? Why? What is the reason? Can we defend the faith? Yeah. I look at Muslims who spend time the whole of Saturday... Send their children to Mac, their children to Macaranta, teaching them, giving them the doctrine of what they believe. What about you and I? Yeah. Look at look at us in our churches. Bible studies for the few free people. Yeah, people who really don't have time for what they can do. For they don't have time. They don't really have. They, they have a lot of time, and the busy ones, those who have the money, no, they are not around. They are busy, busy looking for life outside God's word. Busy looking for Jesus outside other things. Hallelujah. 
Another thing that will show whether we value God's word is our resources. Tell your neighbor your resources. Yeah. Your resources. I see us in our generation. Our hairs are more expensive than 10 steady Bibles. Yeah. A lady says, more expensive than 10 steady Bibles. Yeah. Yeah. We are using the latest phones, but we don't have Bibles. And we are... We are and we are here saying, Lord, why don't we know you? Lord, why don't we know you? Why don't you visit our generation? Meanwhile, we don't have time. You don't have a Bible. You can't invest in buying a Bible. And you've been coming for meeting Monday after Monday. And we keep telling you to buy it. You are not moved by what you are saying. And you are singing for us. I'm not moved by what I hear. Hey! <laughs> you see, when it comes to the things of God, some people think we should give our, our, our least or the cheapest. So you give your freest time to God. Yeah. I can invite somebody for me. And person will tell me, I'll see if I can come. I, you see, there, there's nothing wrong telling you that, but you realize that the person doesn't really know what he's talking about. Yeah. Say, so come, let's have a Bible discussion. I'll see whether I can come. It means you're, you're, you, you don't really value God's word. Yeah. If you value God's word, you'll be early in the house of God. Because his word is more important than a team playing. You see, when a team is playing, you're there early because you don't want to miss anything. How come when the, when it's time for fellowship meeting, when it's time for things, spiritual things, things that will give you life, you are lit. <laughs> are you in the house? Yeah. So you need to get a Bible. Start investing. You need to get a book you're writing. And you, you see somebody are sending a book for you. Say, hey, the book is expensive. Oh. And you go and check the book is 20 CDs. And look at the things you buy. Some of you have bought cake for ladies to eat. Hey. And you are sitting here. Yeah. You have all the things. Some of you, let me tell you, some of you, let me, let me tell you, some of you, the pizza you've eaten this week is, is, is the price of a Bible. Just this week. Yeah. It's the price of a Bible. Then you don't have a Bible. If you're a young person and you don't own a Bible, it's not a good thing. Are you with me? Don't say I want to know God. You can't, do you know, let me show you something. This will surprise you. Do you know you can't even know God just by coming to listen to me on Monday? How would you know God? 45 minutes, one hour preaching. How would you know God? I preach to you 45 minutes and go and listen to the world six days. How would you know God? How do you know God? How do you know God? You need to get a Bible. That's what you invest in. You want to know God? His word. His word. His word. You must begin to value his word. Your generation that doesn't know. You, 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 you are talking to a Christian today so shallow. Doesn't know anything about the word of God. Doesn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is he? Yeah. And we say we want to know the Lord. <laughs> and we are giving our list. Our list time. Our list money. Our list. So I, don't have, I don't have money to take a car. I come for fellowship meeting. But there will be a party you go. You buy a new dress and go. They say, I want to know God. Oh, God, I want to know. You know God by accident. Nobody finds God by accident. We have to be intentional if we find God. Are you in the house? Yeah. Because I've realized, that, listen, some things in the Bible are so true. But generation, we don't, we don't want the way. Let me show you. For example, the Bible says, seek ye the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added. But you know what we do in our generation? We are seeking the other things. This word of God is, so, is... Let me show you. Watch. The word of God is as old as before the beginning of the time. Bible says, in the beginning was the word. 
So when the beginning was starting, the word was there before the beginning. If there's something which is old, is the word of God. Is there something which is tested and tried, is the word of God. And if you want to rely on rely on anything in this world, rely on what has been tested and tried, and that works, and that is the word of God. Are you with me? Yeah. And the word is that if you seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all other things will be added. <laughs> Amen. Do you know what Exodus twenty three twenty five says? Is that you you serve the Lord and He shall bless you. He shall bless the work of your hands. He shall take sickness from you. He shall bless your work, the work of your hands. The solution to being blessed by God is by serving God. But generation wants God's blessing. We don't want to serve Him. So that's why you go for an oil to change your story. Meanwhile, God says that you serve Him, you serve Him, and you bless you, and you protect you because you are serving Him. If somebody is of value to you, don't you think you care about the person? God will care about you automatically when you are serving him. Because when you become an asset to him, he doesn't want to lose you. He's keeping you. He's watching you. He's looking after you. He's caring after you. And that's what the word of God says. But generation, we think that we'll have a solution. We'll be blessed by the Lord, but we won't go according to the word. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. May we begin to value God's word. I said what? May we begin to value God's word. May we begin to what? Value God's word. Cherish his word. Hold on to his word. Yeah. Hold on to his word. Hold on to his word. That's why I talk about quiet time. Next week I'll teach you how to practically have your quiet time. You have to have your quiet time. Read the word. Know God for yourself, my sister. Know God for yourself, my brother. Know God for yourself. No, it's enough of this. My pastor said this. What has the Lord told you? What has the Lord told you in his word? That's what is important. Not just what your pastor is saying. But what the Lord has also told you in his word. Are you with me? We must become a generation that is valuing God's word. That cherishes his word. So if you, your Bibles are so new. It's not because you are a neat person. It's because you don't read it. Yeah. So if your Bibles are, you see your Bible only on Sundays. Yeah. See your Bible, if you are preaching, be saying, mercy, forgive. Meanwhile, you're not going to read your Bible. It's not about you saying, mercy, forgive. You have to go and change based on what you've heard. We are so blessed in our generation. You know? We have the Bible in various forms. Look at on our phones, we have the Bible. 24-7, we have the Bible. Every time we have the word of God. But we make the most excuses when it comes to reading the word. Look, we, we record messages on Monday. We put it on the, on the pages. Listen. But generation, we are so busy. We have to make money. We won't download. We, won't, we don't have time. Yeah. When I put the message, which data should we use to download? Which data? But I realize that useless things. Useless things. People's leak sex tape. And you are downloading. That one you have credits. And you are downloading. Yeah. You are following celebrities. Watching their life. What they are doing in this life. That's what you use your data for. That's what you use your time for. That's why you are becoming like a celebrity. You are not becoming like Jesus. Are you with me? Yeah. That's why you are talking. You can't talk like a follower of Jesus. Yeah. That's why you quote the people you quote. Are you with me? <laughs> Amen. Joshua 1 verse 8. How do we live or walk by the word of God? Practically. Have you been blessed so far? Yeah. I'm closing now. So if you've not heard anything, pay attention now. 
Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate during day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Hearing God's word once is not enough. He says that don't let the book of the Lord depart from your mouth, but you should meditate upon it day and night. There's a process there. Don't let the book of the Lord depart. Meditate on it day and night. Then that is when you be careful to do what is written in there. Then would the Lord make your way prosperous and successful. The word prosperous comes from a word which means to advance. To advance. To make progress. And God was telling Joshua, if you want to make progress in life, don't let the book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Most of us are looking for progress here. It's good to go for a seminar, but I'm showing you a way to progress in life. It's by not letting the book of the Lord depart from your mouth. See, meditate during day and night. That is when you be careful to do what is written in the word. And that is when your way will be prosperous and successful. People of God, we have to come to a point where we begin to meditate on the word of God. I said hearing God's word once is not enough. The reason why we don't do the things we hear is because we don't spend time meditating on God's word. Because if the word is not hidden in our hearts like the psalmist, the, the psalmist said, that is when we sin against God. The psalmist said, that word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against God. The way to overcome sin is to hide God's word in your heart. Yeah. And it starts by meditating. What does it mean to meditate? To meditate is to think about the word. To ponder on the word. To keep speaking the word. To not forget the word. To go, meaning to go over and over the word of God until it enters your heart. You see, until the word enters your heart, your life won't change. Because the word comes to change the way we think. You are a product of how you think. So to change your life, you must change the way you think. Your decisions and your actions are based on how you think. And to change your actions, you must change the way and you approach the word of God. You must begin to meditate on God's word. Meditating on God's word. Thinking about God's word over and over again. Thinking about God's word. Somebody said, if you know how to worry, you can meditate. People say, oh, you see, meditation is not some spiritual thing. You are just then. No, no, no. You keep speaking the word to yourself. Keep saying the word over and over and over. Because you see, the word shouldn't just be in your head. It should be in your heart. Are you with me? The word shouldn't just remain in your head. You see, I'm preaching like this. I say, oh, the guy preached well. The message was good. But has the message entered your heart? The way the message will enter your heart is when the message ends. You go and meditate on the word of God. Are you with me? Yeah, so what I'm preaching here, listen, will not benefit you if you don't go and meditate on it. And it begins by you recording what you've heard. If you don't record what you've heard or what you've read, how can you go and meditate on it? Because it's a repetition of what you've heard. That's why we all say, right. When the, at least even if it's two points right, so that you can go and meditate on it. Are, are you with me? Right. Note something. Jot something down. That is when you can go and think about it. And that's when true freedom will come to you. How does that work? How does meditation work? You know Romans 12, 1 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, how is one transformed by the renewing of his mind? We renew our minds by the word of God. And in Romans 12, 2, 
He said that when our minds are renewed, that is when we'll be able to prove. That's when we'll be able to know what God's will is for our lives. I see many young people ask me, I don't know what God's will is for my life. It's because you don't have a renewed mind. Your mind must be renewed. When your mind is renewed, you will know God's will for your life. The solution to knowing God's will is not just entering a three-day fast. It's possible you enter the fast, you come back more confused. It's a daily renewing of your mind. It's a daily changing the way you think from our past. Now, to renew is to change. It's to empty the things that are already there. Some of us, the junk in our minds, it's only the word of God that can take that out. The only way we can renew our minds, to change the way we think, is the word of God. That's how come your mind is still not being renewed after being in church. You can be singing, you can be dancing in church, but you, you still don't have a renewed mind. Because the only way is the word of God. To repeat the word. So it changes the way you think. It changes the way you think. If you have a bad past, if you've struggled with your past, the way is the word of God. Meditate, meditate. Then that's the way you change, you renew your mind. So you, you hear the word of God, you go back and you're just thinking about the word. You just think that word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. You keep repeating the word that word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. That word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. That's when Jesus was tempted. He quoted. Jesus never said, Where's my Bible? Jesus never called his pastor. He said, It is written. Because the word was in his heart. Upon meditation of his word, we must begin to meditate on God's word. We must begin to spend time. You read the Bible, put your phone aside and begin to meditate. Begin to think about the word. Jesus, Bible says that I know the plants I think towards you. Plants of good, not of evil. I know the plants. I know the plants. So you are going through life. Things are becoming difficult. Then you remember this word that you read. I know the plants I think towards you. Plants of good, not of evil. To bring you to an expected end. To bring you to an expected end. I was telling my wife today that the way we respond to situations is dependent on the word that we have in us. So your response to a situation is because of the word that has, in, has been in your heart. Some of you insulted people today because the word is not in your heart. If the word is there, it will not bring, the way you respond, you respond by the word of God. Yeah. So you keep repeating the word. That's what to change us. You know, the, the word is what makes us like Jesus. John 17, 17. Transform them by the truth, for thy word is truth. Sanctify them. Sanctify them by your truth, for your, your word is truth. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. He says that we all with open face, beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit. The way we become more like Jesus is by the word of God. By us meditating on the word, by us repeating the word, by us listening to a sermon over and over. L- listening to a sermon once is not enough. You have to go and listen. Do you know after preaching, I listened to the sermon me myself preached? Because a lot of times I realized that things I said, I did not plan to say, or I don't remember saying. Yeah. So I always listen to myself. I listen to the sermons I preach. I don't think that I preach the sermons. So no, I listen because I made to my soul. Me to my mind has to be renewed. And the way is by listening. The word of God. Yeah, the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. Listen, there's no shortcut. The word, there's no substitute to the word of God. There's no app that will read the Bible for you. There's no app that will renew your mind. There's no medicine that will take your bad thoughts away. The solution to your bad thoughts and your evil thoughts is the word of God. Yeah. So if you've been in the presence of what you're having last four thoughts. Are in the house. Yeah. It's because you have not spent time renewing your mind. Changing your mind. You see, let me show you. 
The junk in your mind cannot be emptied. They can only be replaced. The things in your past, they can, you can't just empty it. But as you are putting the word of God, you are putting the word. What is happening is that the junk keeps coming out. The old things are coming out. The useless things are coming out. The old things are coming out. Yeah. Guys, we need to get to that point. Where we begin to meditate on God's word. We begin to meditate. You wake up in the morning, God's word. It's God's word that is on your heart. Is that what you are thinking about? That's what you are pondering on. That's what you are worrying about. That's, that's what is in your mind. That's how you value his word. And that is when change will come to you. Change won't come to you by you wishing. Oh, I wish I'm a good person. Oh, I wish this thing I'll stop. Oh, you, you, you can't stop. You won't stop. The way is the word of God. Because when you change your mind, you change your life. Once you change your mind, you've changed your life. Yeah. Once you change your mind. That's how come the enemy's work is to break down your mind. Yeah. That's it. The enemy's goal. Once he breaks down your mind, he has broken down your life. The enemy is after your mind. It's not after your money. It's after your mind. <laughs> he wants to destroy your mind. Because when it affects your mind. For example, if you are here, you are here sitting there and I'm preaching to you. And you hear a voice telling you, what he's saying is not true. Don't believe him. Don't, don't believe him. Don't believe. Oh, no, no. No be time. It's not time. <laughs> are you in the house? Guys, we need to be intentional. I said we need to be what? Yeah, we need to be intentional. Don't be, don't, don't be there and be using those terms. Time will tell. Wait, time doesn't tell. What does time tell? It's the word of God that to transform you say time will tell. Everything will be. What will be? Go back to the word of God. It's the word of God that will change your life. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. That's how come me when the word of God is preaching, I can't be online. What will I be doing online? Heaven is calling your friend who lives at Sahara is is texting you. And heaven, heaven is speaking to you. Your friend at Sahara, you are responding to a message. Hey! Are you in the house? Yeah. God from heaven is speaking to you. And that friend. Sometimes the things they have been telling you while you are meeting is making you forget about the preaching. Yeah. All of a sudden, you feel like a sinner by a text message you've read. Yeah. Something you read. Yeah. The lady just reminded you of something that happened yesterday. You, f- you feel like a sinner all of, all of a sudden. <laughs> Are you in the house? Yeah. So guys, the word of God. Don't say me, I can't read the Bible. But you're able to text ladies. So why are you saying you can't read the word of God? Why are you saying you can't read the word of God? You can text. You can tell a lady how you really feel about her. And you are saying you can't read the word. Yeah. You go to internet and go and download poems for ladies. You are able to see that among the four poems, this one is better than this one. After comparing stanzas, they come and tell us that you can't read. Say, I'm not the reading type. You are not which reading type. Which type are you then? Yeah. Which type? Ask your neighbor which type are you? Which type are you? Yeah. Which type are you? See, see, a lot of times the excuses we make, we make why we are not becoming spiritual is actually just an issue of your flesh. Yeah. Most of the time, the things, you, the excuses you make is an issue of your flesh. Yeah. It's an issue of your flesh. Come for prayer meeting, the excuse you are making is just an issue of your flesh. You are finding another reason why you don't want to become better. Yeah. That's why I, mean, I like the word of God. I cherish the word of God. 
I, I, I desire God's word. I want God to speak to me. When I take my Bible, I don't see it as just words I'm, read, I'm, write, I'm, I'm reading. Because Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So as I'm reading God's word, I see life coming into me. I see myself being transformed. I see myself becoming a better person. The solution is the word of God, my people. The solution. Don't say you cannot read. You can read. Don't tell yourself that lie. You can read. Yeah. You can read. You will understand. Me, I came to conclude long ago that in Ghana, everybody can read. And everybody can speak English. I concluded that. Because I can see telenovela then. Different, I saw Tassela, Kinky, all of them are watching telenovela in English. Yeah. How do they understand? At least they can put some one or two English together. So everybody can read. Don't say I'm not a reading it. I don't say me if I'm reading, it's difficult for me. Yeah. What you are saying is that you are not ready to become a better person. Yeah. What you are saying is that you don't, you don't really want to change. Yeah. If you really want to change, you do the things you are telling you. Yeah. If you really want to change in this life. If you want to overcome the addiction, it's the word of God. Yeah. Don't say you want to overcome the addiction when you don't want to read the word. You want the easy way out. Yeah. Say if the son therefore shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. And you know the truth. And the truth is what will make you free. Rise up to your feet. We want, we want the excuses. We want. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you've been blessed. We encourage you to share with your friends, colleagues, spouses, and others so that they may also be impacted with the knowledge you have acquired. We are Christ for Youth International on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at ConnectCYI. Our Instagram page is at ConnectCYI. You can also visit our webpage on www.connectcyi.org. For counseling and interactions with Pastor Roderick J. Coombe, you can visit his webpage on reach at ConnectCYI.org. Stay blessed.